of the RevMD podcast. This week, we're going to talk about KPIs and how to incentivize your staff. So within the last few weeks, I was emailed and asked the question around, what are some ideas around KPIs? How do you get your staff aligned and all on the same page? And how do you really make sure that everybody understands the medical billing process and their role in the medical billing process? Because if you have a team of in-house or outsourced billing team members, you know that regardless, they can't do it on their own, right? It's a partnership between the front office staff, between the office manager, if you have one, between the physicians, and then also, of course, the billing team. So this week, we're going to talk about a few KPIs that we've seen in our practices that they have set up with our help to help incentivize front office staff so that everybody's kind of moving in the same direction. And again, these can work with whether you have an in-house billing team or an outsourced billing team. As always, if you are looking for a new billing team, we are a full service medical billing and coding team. So whether you just need credentialing help, coding audit, or you are ready to hand over the entire thing, come check us out at nationalrevenueconsulting.com. We have some testimonials that up are up. And we also are getting ready to release an eight-week course for your staff, for your team, for your office manager, for your physicians, for anybody who kind of deals with the medical billing process and who wants to grow their revenue. So head over to our website. We do have that wait list set up and we'll be releasing that course on Kajabi here shortly. All right. So let's talk a few things just about in general belief around business and around how you set KPIs, how you get your team aligned, because I think it's important for you to wrap your head around, okay, how am I going to structure a goal that I have and make sure that everybody's on the same page and make sure that we have a target we're all going after and then help measure and monitor for that. So first and foremost, I'm a big policy believer. You guys know I'm a pathologist by background and policies are big in the lab. We have to from a regulatory standpoint. And so I really think creating a clear policy around a process is going to be really key. So for example, if you are checking eligibility in the front office, how do you check eligibility? When do you check eligibility? Who checks eligibility? All becomes very important. And then when you think about having a goal in mind, say it's checking 90% of the eligibility in your office ahead of time, then you kind of sort of have to have a checklist in my opinion so that the front office can check things off, can make sure, okay, these I do once a week, these I do daily, and check, check, check. And that way, everybody knows very clearly what their role is, when they're supposed to do it, and how they're supposed to do it. Another thing that I really help makes a team or a business really work well together is say you have different departments. Say you have an infusion department, your physicians, your mid-levels, your front office, all of which could be classified as a department. It's nice when you have team meetings to say, okay, we're going to now set our goal for the month or goal for the quarter, and we're going to write those things down. We're going to hold each other accountable, and we're going to meet every week to review progress. And so in your team meetings, you're going over, okay, here's the five goals we set up, or here's the three goals we set up as a company. Maybe each department has a different goal. Maybe your front office has eligibility, your mid-levels has something about, you know, kind of keeping, you know, patients moving or labs reviewed or patient phone calls returned. Just depends on kind of what you are focusing on. And 
Of course, you can't focus on everything at the same time you're going to drive people crazy. So identify two or three things, or maybe it's one really big thing that everybody's going to focus on and have a part in playing. That way you sit down when you meet, you talk about this goal, you talk about the checklist to get it done and move the needle. And of course, having some sort of data so you can measure and monitor improvement is going to be important. So say, for example, it's you know, reviewing the lab results that come in. Say you have lab results that come in every single day, but your goal is to make sure that they're all reviewed within two business days. So while you can monitor and measure that, if especially if those lab tests are coming through your EMR and there's a a, you know, a box or an inbox of lab results to review. So those are just examples of kind of benchmarks and things you can use to measure if you're moving in the right direction. It's always nice to measure something before you put in a goal because then you know where you started, make a reasonable benchmark, and it may not be 100% of an activity, right? You may say, well, we're at 50% now, let's get to 70 and make it something that is attainable. So then it encourages and it's and gets the staff excited. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. And then you get to 70% and maybe then you make another stretch goal of 90%. So having that sort of frame around a specific task or goal to say, okay, I'm going to have a policy and procedure around this activity. I'm going to see where we are today. I'm going to set a, a target that we're going to achieve to go after. I'm going to create a checklist so that folks can check those things off and we can make progress. And in terms of bonuses and incentives, it's always nice, I think, to attach money to it if you can, even if it's a $25 Amazon gift card, um, or it's may, uh, you know, maybe for some of your higher level staff or your office managers, it's a percent of their pay that that's going to be used as a bonus. So for example, say you have an office manager, you could set 5% of their pay for the quarter as a bonus and you agree on a target, you agree how you're going to measure it, maybe let them figure out how they're going to achieve it or have them come up with the ideas. So it's not just, you know, you as the physician owner or you as the owner of the practice driving those things. And you know, for some small practices, there's always this concern, well, if I have so many bonuses and we, you know, don't meet revenue targets, you know, how does that work? And so I've seen some practices do what's called a gate where you say, okay, the practice has to be above X revenue goal in order for bonuses to count. And that, of course, puts everybody on the same page of, hey, we've got to drive towards this revenue goal. And then if I meet the mark of, you know, doing 100% eligibilities ahead of time, then I'm going to get the bonus. Um, And so again, these are just some ideas, depending on how big or small your practice is, you can kind of tweak that, right? And that may be incentives as small as a pizza party and Amazon gift cards, or even as big as, again, a percentage of their salary. So again, lots of ideas here in terms of how to incentivize, depending on how big your practice is, or what your goal is, you can kind of tweak it from there. So Again, having a clear policy on just how to function in your office is going to be key. And then setting and measuring a goal. So say it's eligibility, say it's wait time, say it's lab results reviewed. Again, all different ideas for how you would identify a goal that you want to focus on, measure where you're at today, implement a strategy, and then monitor and measure again in order to help drive that. And you can set those 
goals and ideas and get those ideas from your staff, even in your weekly team meeting and say, okay, here's the things that are really important to our practice. Which one do we have the most opportunity to fix? Okay, let's go forth and have an idea of where everybody's role is or what everybody's role is in in achieving that. So now we're going to talk about three examples with regards to medical billing that you could set as a goal within your practice and then figure out how you're going to set up that process and then how you're going to measure and monitor that. So example number one, I sort of touched on, it's around eligibility. As you guys know, eligibility is extremely important. It's one of the reasons why we see denials in our practices that we bill for. We see that these issues come up where we're not capturing the insurance company's cards. So we're not actually getting the the picture of the card ahead of time. The eligibility isn't checked ahead of time. So you don't know if there's out of network issues. You can't have the patient sign a form with regards to patient financial responsibility. So eligibility is just so, so, so important. And if you haven't had a, a look at, is your staff doing eligibility checks, reach out to your billing team, you know, talk to your front office desk, staff and see how they're checking eligibility. When do they check eligibility? If there's variability in how they're doing this, that means they're probably not doing it hundred percent of the time. So a goal for this may be, okay, maybe we say 90% of our patients should have an eligibility checked two to three days before an appointment. Of course, hundred percent is really what should be the goal. But if you're doing this for the first time, maybe starting with hundred percent is daunting. So maybe start with 90%. If you don't have a really clear idea of where you stand today, maybe your software doesn't provide that information. You can always look at denials. So do you have denials that are coming through because of eligibility or because of insurance verification issues? Because that's all part of that same process. So if you don't know where you are today, you can look at your denials and going, okay, we have denials due to eligibility. So we know we're not doing 100% of them. And There are two ways you can do this. Some software will allow you to print a report and see when eligibilities were run. Some, it may be more manual, meaning you're printing out the appointment sheet list and seeing, okay, who checking off manually that eligibility was done on each one. Ideally, you guys are have a way in your PM software or your practice management software where you're pushing a button where you can say, okay, I'm going to check eligibility. And it checks, you know, the subscriber name, the insurance ID, it, you know, checks, you know, just basic eligibility features in the software. And those are never perfect, but it can get you pretty far. Maybe you can check 80% of the patients on a schedule. So you can push that button, check eligibility. If eligibility fails, that's when you know, team members, staff are going to have to call the insurance company or go to a payer portal more likely to be able to really understand, okay, is the subscriber ID active? Do they have coverage? Am I in network? Those sort of things. So again, a goal for this may be, okay, we want 90% of eligibility checked and we want that checked three days before the appointments come in. So if you have appointments on Thursday, those are being double-checked on Monday. Hey, I'm going to run eligibility for everybody that's scheduled on Thursday. And again, some softwares will tra- track that percentage for you. Sometimes you're having c- to do that more manually, say printing off an appointment list and kind of checking them off one at a time. And 
then you can say to your staff, okay, this week we're going to try and hit 90% of our appointments, have an eligibility check beforehand. And say one fails, then you're giving them the tools in that checklist to say, okay, if an eligibility fails in the PM software, I'm going to go to the payer portal. And if that fails, then I'm going to you know, call the insurance company or just call the patient back and say, hey, this isn't you know accurate or we're missing some information. Subscriber ID is not current. And then they can bring in their insurance card, make sure that, you know, they don't have new insurance, which, you know, patients oftentimes don't remember, oh, right, a year ago, I got new insurance for my company. So those are just ways that you can get everybody on the same page with one of the most important tasks in your office, again, eligibility. Number two is prior auths. So again, a lot of that front upfront process that's really important so that you don't get denials because if you don't get a prior auth ahead of time, those are going to be one of those situations you just can't come back from after the fact. And so the first thing with regards to a process is really having a clear policy on prior auths. So what are the procedures you do in-house? What are those CPT codes? And does your staff know how and where they should be going to payer portals or forms or calling insurance companies in order to capture that prior auth and for which CPT codes. And then, of course, how do they document when a company or a portal says an auth is not needed? Because you're going to want some sort of proof that they did the prior auth. If it says that you don't need one, you almost want to save that information in case there is a denial for prior auth, because then you can fight that denial and say, well, actually, you know, I talked to Teresa at United Healthcare, and Teresa says that I didn't need a prior auth, and here's the reference number. So those are just ideas that you can have in terms of process around prior auths. Now, of course, your goal could be, I want zero prior auth denials in your billing. And that's usually something that's really easy to measure because most software companies have a really good way to to measure denials. And you can even track and trend prior auth denials specifically. So you can say, okay, starting January 1st, here's our new process. This is when we're going to check prior auths. This is who's going to check prior auths. And this is how we're going to check prior auths. And this is where we're going to put those prior authorization numbers in the billing software. And we are going to get all of that put together and and create a checklist so that, you know, that front office staff, they know, I know what to do, I know when to do it, and I'm going to do it. And my goal is zero prior auth denials in your, you know, billing team. And of course, you know, if a billing team misses a prior authorization, you wouldn't want to ding your, your front office staff. So it's making sure your billing team's aware of what you're doing, where you put those prior auth numbers and that those all kind of coordinate together and making sure that you don't get any denials for that. Another example um, that I've seen some staff really work on and add a goal around is patient satisfaction. And so this can be anywhere from, do you have a survey that you want your patients to answer? Do you have a certain function of the front office staff, maybe it's timeliness of appointments and timeliness of getting back and seeing the doctor, then that can be something that you track and trend in terms of improving patient satisfaction. So again, it comes down to process and defining what that process is, right? So how are we measuring patient satisfaction? Is there a way to measure that? Are you getting patient feedback when they leave the office. How often does that happen? Maybe you don't want to ask patients a ton of questions. Maybe you just want to ask one question. 
was I, was my doctor on time today? And that's the only question you ask. And maybe your goal is to say that that's 80% on time when you get patients who answer that question. So again, we're not shooting for 100 necessarily. Depends on the goal, depends on the process, depends where you start. But maybe that's something you can measure and something that you can really f- you know, focus on and have everybody on the team understand, okay, what's my role in making sure the doctor's on time, right? And that can hit multiple people. That's the front office staff. That's, you know, the MAs, that's the physicians. I mean, everybody's part of that. And so again, this can be a goal that your practice decides to set and, and focus on, or it can be something just really depends on, you know, what folks are kind of complaining about, right? What, what does the metric look like today? You know, are you having denials? Okay. So what denials are you having? Let's put a KPI around those. Um, are you having patients complain about wait times? Okay. Let's put a goal around that. And so I think it's really about kind of those weekly or every other week meetings where you sit down with your team and go, okay, where can, where do we have opportunity? What do we need to improve on? Or sitting down with your billing team and going, hey, what's going on? Maybe it's patient AR, right? Patient AR is something that can climb and climb and climb, you know, and is happens very, very fast and easily. So then it's, how do I collect copays and deductibles up front? How do I ask patients and let them know about a patient balance ahead of time. So all of those things can help contribute and decrease patient AR. So again, these are just some ideas around thinking about, okay, if I have an opportunity, if I see a gap, how am I measuring that today? Am I measuring it at all? If you're thinking, I measure nothing in my practice, I I just show up, I see patients, which I know extremely time-consuming and hard, I would challenge your front office staff or challenge your office manager, hey, let's pick a KPI that we're going to work through this month. Let's see if we can figure out how to measure it today. And let's figure out, okay, if we're at 50%, but we want to be at 100, let's shoot for 70 or 75%. Let's create that checklist for the activities that contribute to that improvement and then let's go after it. And again, you may have opportunities around denials. It may be around patient AR. It may be around insurance AR and working with your billing team. Maybe they're in-house billing team. So those are all just recommendations around how do you incentivize staff coming up with KPIs and then measuring and seeing improvement. As we head into 2024, these are just some ideas. And again, if you aren't tracking or measuring anything with regards to your billing metrics today, reach out. We have a free online tool that you can head over to answer a couple questions and be able to determine how things are going. You'll actually get a personalized response back from our team who gets back to you guys with some answers or some things to focus on and think about. And again, if you are a practice that is looking for a new billing team, we are um, accepting one more practice before the end of the year going into 2024. It gets busy around the holidays. Want to make sure that, you know, any of our practices that transition get the attention they need. So one more practice left this year. And if you are looking for that, shoot us an email at info at nationalrevenueconsulting.com or head over to our website, nationalrevenueconsulting.com. Have a great rest of your weekend. (music) 